Here we go. Hello and welcome to According to John, where today uh, it's real interesting because the question is, I am an atheist. Why should I consider Christianity? I love this topic. It's really cool. You know, occasionally in over the years, I get to have this chat with people. And when they profess to be atheists, they're expecting me to, like, be offended. And oh, yeah, right. Go it's, after them. It's yeah. like, dude, yeah. why are you an atheist? And we talk. And uh, right. then, you know, when I listen to them and uh, like we start getting bonded. Right. And then right. we they'll ask me well, why I'm not an atheist. And right. we, we go into some of this stuff. Right. Yeah. And well, and for me, when I when I have a discussion with atheists and they can't believe that I'm actually having a discussion with them, yeah, right? Because they, they think all Christians hate them. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no, know? man, welcome. I, I, yeah. And I, I, some of my great pastoral memories and experiences have been on this question, on this conversation. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. Well, you know what I tell them? I'm like, Dude, this has got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I tell my I'm okay. No, listen, I'm okay with what I think, and I'm okay with what you think. The question is, are you okay with what I think and what you think? Yeah. Uh, here's the one a line that I use. Um, I, they say, well, why are, why are you not an atheist? I said, just, I, I, I can be an atheist because I don't have that much enough faith to right. be an atheist. Right. And they're like, well, you're the one with faith. I said, no, you're the one with faith. Exactly. And they'll say, okay. What? Uh-huh. I said, well, you be- believe that everything happened by time and chance. I believe everything happened by plan and purpose. Right. You believe in the beginning nothing became everything. I think that's impossible. Mm-hmm. By time and chance or by plan and purpose? Well, and and by their science, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. I said, I believe in science. Let's go to the science lab. Yeah. Let's go to the uh, of. The archives. Let's go to the uh, uh, fossil record. Right, let's right. let's go to the ancient. But digs. but you know what they'll tell you? That's all prehistoric information. I say, think about that. Prehistoric. It's a there's, fake word. There's no such thing. <laughs> Anything that we have is historic. We right. got it right here. It is. And, it's either and, history or it didn't exist. And I've had <laughs> I've had almost every sincere atheist. A lot of atheists are fake. Right, right, they're just right. saying it to get, you know, get by. But uh, a real atheist, he'll say, "You got me thinking." Uh-huh. I say, "Great, you got me thinking too." Right. Let's, let's just have some fun together. Right, right. Okay, right. game on. That was so what funny. you got? I say, "What you got?" <laughs> so we're going to show you what we got. Hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And today, on according to John, it is I am an atheist. Why should I consider Christianity? And so, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we're going to get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and love you. Uh, Father, give us the words. Uh, allow us to speak clearly, Father, that uh, we would all hear clearly and it would change our lives father and if there's any atheist listening to this if nothing else it'll at least challenge them to look at you with an open mind open heart father and be willing to be changed lord we thank you and love you in jesus name amen all right i'm an atheist why should i consider christianity uh first off if you're here and you consider yourself an atheist and you're listening in on this podcast, understand that we are uh, Christians, and as Christians, we have no reason to defend no other religious beliefs whatsoever. So we are going to, and this podcast will deal solely with uh, the biblical Christian faith that we find in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Also, the whole 
biggest part of the purpose of this podcast is to equip our listeners yes. when you encounter, because probably the reality is not too many atheists are going to tune us in. But if you're an atheist, and you're tuning us in. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we hope we'll have some fun with you. Exactly. We don't have it all figured out, but we're, we're pretty excited about what we've seen. Well, we don't have it all figured out, but we have figured out what's important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always ask, what if there was some kind of revelation? If there is something supernatural, absolutely, would they believe comprehensible, comprehensible, but uh, supernatural? Uh, would they believe? And I think most people do. Well, uh, here's the problem I have with that: is supernatural would be somebody coming back from the dead. That happened, and people still don't believe. Yeah, you got a great point there. So I don't know. I don't know. All right. Hey, is that a, I, that's a point. Thank you. I got a point. <laughs> Stump me. <laughs> Silence the Duke Meister. I was so profound. He didn't even know what to say. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, and how you freely get, you got a point there. Yes. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, I thought, yeah, you gave me a point. It was just no. a metaphor or did I really get a point? No, no. I said, you said, Oh, Johnny, you got a point there. Oh. So I said, I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> I met it as a metaphor. I know. John and I have a little brain fog today. I took it as a point. <laughs> it would just get him anywhere we can. Oh, exactly. Oh, my goodness. I'm so, so I, slow, I didn't even know what you were talking about. Well, I know. That's made it even funnier. I know. Uh, so we did, just to catch you guys up, we did a podcast earlier, and... Uh, man, it was, oh, I'm telling you, Satan was op trying to oppress that podcast. Well, he was, and if the topic would show you why. Yeah, and so it's like we struggled through that, and we went, okay, let's just take a break, and we'll go eat lunch. So we go eat lunch, and we decided to get Chinese, because there's a great Chinese buffet down the road from us. <clears throat> and, um, you know, when you get a buffet... You want to get your money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> the groceries were significant, so why would you let that go to waste? So we came back here only to want to take a nap. And so then we pondered, do we take a nap or do a podcast and then go home and take a nap? We opted for the podcast, but we might have should have taken the nap. <laughs> Brain fog. <laughs> Thank God for the technology. The, the information is right in front of us. So we can just get it's, ourselves together enough to read it. It's right there. Good material. Let's stick with All it. All right, let's get on it. What happened to your <laughs> outfit? <laughs> oh, the miracle of modern-day editing. Yes. You started out black, and it turned orange. I was, dude, I was getting so hot in this hoodie. Okay. Perfect. All right, here we go. Let's get on this because people are going to turn us off. Here we go. All right, so... Uh, again, we're, this podcast is going to deal solely with the Christian faith, but, but there's just things in this that, uh, as an atheist, you need to understand why it would behoove you to, uh, become a Christian, right? And, uh, so at any rate, uh, Christianity is uniquely tied to, uh, reason of evidence. Uh, Jesus appealed to uh, evidence when he was challenged. If we look in John chapter 5, looking in John chapter 5, Jesus all throughout John chapter 5 uh, acknowledges that others won't or can't. And, and I struggle with the word can't because typically won't uh, believe what he says on blind faith. 
And and I guess some people can't believe in blind faith. I get that. Uh, but I don't know. There's nothing in Christianity um, about believing in God that's blind faith. We look around and we see order. Yeah. The word that jumps out that you just shared was evidence. Evidence. I was raised in a little Protestant church. We went to Sunday school and quit when I was about 12. But I always considered myself a Christian. I had a little document that Dookie Herget was baptized. And so here's my Jesus paper. Right. And I thought maybe I was a Christian. Well, it's funny. Uh, in Catholicism, Catholics believe that they're Christian until they're called on certain issues. And then they go, I'm Catholic. <laughs> I thought I was a Christian when I wasn't. And I, I think my wife's a Catholic and she thought she was a Christian. Yeah. And, uh, but there was no the evidence. I, and then I met people who really were Christians and they didn't sound at all like me. Right. They had confidence. They had evidence. I had a little emotion. There's gotta be a God. And so I want to be cool. If there is, I want to be cool with him. Cause if there's an everlasting life, oh, sure, yeah. I want that. Yeah. Because yeah. Listen, listen, we want it when it matters. Yeah. And if there's a place called hell, obviously I don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never looked at any of the evidence. Right. And boy, once I did, once I did, the lights came on. And that's that's what we're going to do today. Well, Let's it, look at some of that evidence. And that's what happens. So in this, we're going to see some things uh, and some ways of evidence that uh, uh, that Jesus offers, right? So human testimony, we see that. John chapter uh, 5, verses 30 through 47. And for sake of time, we're not going to read uh, all 17 passages uh, or verses, but... In John chapter 5, verses 30 through 47, we see human testimony, observations, and written records. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what's interesting when it comes to uh, all of that. They will deny it about Jesus being God, but they will full-on accept it about George Washington being president. <laughs> and, yeah. And what, why do we believe that he was a president by the historical records? That's right. What do we have? We have human testimony, yeah. observations, and written records. Yeah. That's all we have today that George Washington was president. And by faith, we believe it. We believe it. Yeah. Why can't the same be true for Jesus? Mm -hmm. I like listen, listen, nobody has a problem with Moses either, by the way. You talked about, yeah, yeah, the Moses is the real deal because we have human testimony. Observations. Observation. And, and written records. Written records. Yeah, the whole thing. It would apply everywhere except for Jesus. Except for Jesus. Yeah, we'll reject Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I asked somebody one time, I went, uh, why is it you you believe that Jesus or that George Washington was president? Well, because it was written down. I go, well, it was written down for Jesus. Well, people actually saw that happen. Well, well people saw Jesus happen too. Yeah, well, you don't understand. I know. I never understand. <laughs> and we don't measure our, our, our date from George Washington. We measure our date from who? From Jesus. From Jesus, yeah. That's, that might be a little bit of historical evidence. Right, before and after. How did this guy that never existed change all of history mm -hmm. before him and, and after yeah, him? All of history yeah. is recorded according to his timeline. Yeah, he's the smack dab middle, yeah, the but, center of it all. 
Yeah, but there's no evidence there. <laughs> Except for the written resident. The human uh, testimony, the observations, and the written yeah, record. Just, just those three. That's all we got. <laughs> That's all we got. Good enough everywhere except, except for, for Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that human power of human testimony, you know, when Jesus did rise from the dead and the Jewish nation was rejecting him as their Messiah, they did take note when they saw the apostles. They took note at, at how... They were different. They said, are these not ignorant and unlearned men? How speak they the wonderful things of God? Yeah. They, it's like they were illiterate, and now they could read. Mm-hmm. They had no training, and they spoke eloquently. The, right. the evidence, as, as Christ becomes real to people, he changes them. Oh, absolutely. You know, I see people, uh, I've worked with a lot of rehabilitation field professionally prior to going into ministry and of, of, of people with all kinds of needs, sometimes mental handicaps, sometimes emotional handicaps, sometimes alcohol and drug abuse. And the success rate of getting people off alcohol and drugs without Jesus, like one in 10,000. Right. But in Christ, all, all of the uh, uh, drug programs that work are faith-based. Right. And, they, you know, they're, they're pretty generic. Oh, God, as you understand him, well, the ones that really get help understand God is Jesus Christ right. manifest in the flesh. And so they see the power of changed lives. And, and, and that's huge. Right, right. And that's right. what brought me to Christ, 17-year-old girl that was well, going to Well, it catches your attention. This girl was different. Mm-hmm. Everybody else right. is bound by peer pressure. Right. She loved Jesus. She didn't follow the, the, the right. crowd. And it was evident she had something that we needed. Well, and that's, that brings us to the, even the early earliest believers constantly referred to facts and evidence. And um, and First Corinthians, and they did it, of course, to support their message, just like we would. First uh, Corinthians fifteen thirteen through fourteen says this: But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found. Uh, yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that He raised up Christ whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise. And so they're like, oh, we were called crazy, but yet we were called crazy because we gave testimony of it, right? Yeah. And because we can't believe it happened, but yet there's evidence. And then we see Second Peter 1.16. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty yeah the resurrection is the big event mm-hmm. in jesus i put all my marbles in the jesus bag none yeah. in the mohammed bag right. none in the buddha bag all of my marbles in the jesus bag on the resurrection alone quick story about that one of the greatest christian apologists of the past uh, this past century of uh, last 50 years josh mcdowell college professor young man would mock, he was an atheist, and uh, he mocked Christianity. It was it was vogue to do that. He had an 18-year-old freshman stand up first day in class as he, McDowell, bashed Christianity, and the young man stood up and said, I'm a Christian. You don't even know me. Why are you bashing me, sir? I came here to get an education, not to get bashed. And then the professor McDowell bashed him again. And he said, Mr. McDowell, he said, I don't have the problem. You do. He said, what are you going to do with the resurrection? And the class got real quiet, and the, and the uh, professor, Josh McDowell, was like, uh, what do you mean the resurrection? And they just kind of humbled himself and just got off to teaching the class. 
That weekend, Josh McDowell said he spent the, the entire weekend, Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, checking up on the the res, the historical part of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He came back Monday and apolog- had the kids stand up in class and wow. apologized to the kid in front of the whole class and said, I was making fun of you in ignorance. He said, you challenged me as an 18-year-old kid, and I professed myself to be wise. He said, I spent the whole weekend studying up on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and I found more evidence of the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead than there is evidence that Julius Caesar was ever emperor of Rome. He goes, young man, he goes, I have decided to follow your Jesus on the resurrection. And then we get all these books from Josh McDowell now. Oh, he's... I did not know that. Isn't that neat? Yeah. 18-year-old kid who was scared yep. to death, stood up trembling, and what are you going to do with the resurrection? And, and so if you're an atheist here, um, yeah, there's, check it out. There's a challenge. Yeah. Check it out, right? Well, that's the thing. If we look here in Luke 1, 1 through 4, uh, it also, uh, if we'll just go to verse 2, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses. They saw it. They saw it, right? And uh, and it goes on with being eyewitnesses, eyewitnesses. You read that one through four. So all throughout, we see believers constantly referred to uh, facts and evidence uh, of Christ being real and God being real. And so that's why we believe in God. You know, the other thing, too, is God doesn't ask us to follow him blindly. But yet, atheists fight God blindly. Yeah, they don't consider the facts, and yet they fight blindly. I never thought they, of that, Johnny. They will only argue what they think. They will never look into to argue what else is there. I think most of the time they're just parroting back rhetoric right. that they've heard along the way. I would agree with that. You know, it's it kind of like when, when people say, uh, and I, I've heard this, oh, the Bible's full of contradictions. And <laughs> I said that myself. Uh, and, I, and I would say. I haven't say, found one yet, but I, yeah. I did make that statement. Well, very and boldly. I would tell them. I was very bold, actually. Yeah, yeah and I would tell them, oh, wow, really? I, I've I actually read and studied the Bible a lot. Why don't you go ahead and tell me the, uh, just give me one contradiction. Just give me one and I'll study it out. Well, well, you know, I, 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 yeah, I want to go back to, (laughs) but then I'm like, so there is no contradiction. You are just saying what you heard someone else. You're parroting what someone else said. They don't like to hear that. They don't, but I think they need to. Well, they need to be reminded that if you're going to stand on someone else's lies, you better figure it out for yourself. Check it out. Yeah. I want to go back to the word uh, witness that you use. There's different levels of witness. You know, I have witnessed uh, uh, the Cleveland uh, Indians getting beat oftentimes on the baseball field. I thought you were going to say Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. I'm really used to them being lame. But why? there's a lot of things that you and I have witnessed. (laughs) Sure. That I'm not going to die for. Sure. But these people witnessed the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and they're willing to die for that. And and many of them did as martyrs. And they don't even know. That's a whole other level of witness. So we can throw that word witness around like, oh, well, they're witnesses. No, wait a minute. They're witnesses. They saw it. They were so convinced that they were willing even to die for what uh, they saw. Yep. And that's a big deal to me. It carries a lot of weight. What? You're willing, well, that's the thing. Even with lies, it reaches a certain point, and then people are like, okay, I'm out. With <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, resurrection, I'm in. Uh, that's all. We'll yeah. figure everything out from there. Yeah. Yeah. So God doesn't ask us to follow him blindly. First Thessalonians 5.21, test all things, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. 
Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Test all things. That's scientific methodology. It is. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> I'm roll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a point. <laughs> I'm going to roll now. Stop yawning. My food's digesting. <laughs> I love the topic. Spirit of God is here. Your humor continues to be sick, which I love that about you, John. I love that. <laughs> it takes somebody kind of mentally slightly disturbed to understand my humor. Yeah, and and you're, you're on it all the time. You, and you understand what I'm saying. I'm there. I love it. Here we go. God doesn't ask us to follow him ignorantly. You know, not he doesn't ask us to follow him blindly. He doesn't ask us to follow him ignorantly. Amen. Acts 17, 11. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, uh, meaning they were a little smarter. <laughs> Like, I mean, that's what it says, right? We're not just going to parrot back information that they heard. Right, check right. it out. These are more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to the find out whether they were so. Scriptures have no fear. Check them out. Check they fit them out. together. Yes. And I. that's called internal evidence. Yeah. And I don't I know. that for some... Apologetics, right. internal evidence, external evidence, but they, but they don't want to pe people to see that because here's what happens. And, on and to something here. Look, this isn't a slam against anyone. This is what I have found to be true: is as soon as people realize they may be wrong, and this isn't obviously everyone, but the majority as a whole, it it is. When they realize that they're starting to be wrong, pride will well up, or fear will well up. Oh my goodness. I've been wrong about this all my life, or um, I am not wrong and I will win the battle. I, I was dealing with a lady and uh, she got saved. And then she stops. Her whole demeanor changed. She looks at me. She goes, are you telling me my parents are in hell? And I said, I, I don't know your parents. I've never met your parents. I can't tell you that they're in hell. And she said, well, they didn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And I go, well, then... I'm sorry, but according to scripture, they would be in hell. She goes, I can't accept that. And she runs out the door. Mm -hmm. But, but the very fact that she got saved and asked a question and you can see her face, like it registered. Yeah. She's connecting some dots and yeah. And it scared her weep bitterly. And she'll yeah. probably tr come if she really did call on the Lord. I hope she will reveal that he'll reveal that to her. I hope she comes back. Yeah. So, uh, Christianity offers reasons to believe in evidence in nature, Psalm 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Uh, so we see it in evidence of nature, which also Romans chapter 1, verse 20, 21, we're, we're going to talk about that. I have that down here a little bit uh, later, uh, but we'll see where God shows himself. Uh, Christianity offers reason to believe in science. Now, uh, and it says here, Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We actually did a podcast that the podcast is, does science prove the Bible or does Bible prove the science? Yeah. And what do they call uh, uh, in the beginning? God created, there's a, a intelligent design, it's intelligent design. Came a little slowly there. That's right. <laughs> intelligent design of everything. And you, you look at a cell, a simple cell, right. ain't simple at all. Right. Cellular membrane, nuclear membrane, uh, nuclear. Oh, when they realize the cell and the atom and 
it, they call it simple until you study it out mm-hmm. and say, is that all by yeah. time and chance? Yeah. yeah. Or is that by plan and purpose? It has to be plan and purpose. And intelligent design right. is everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so when you stop and look at it at the atomic level, mm-hmm. at the cellular level, right, right. at the genetic level. <sighs> well, how about this too? You know, when we're looking at science, um, we see first off that everything uh, it, it comes after its own kind, right? So, you know, humans, humans, tree, a pine tree, a pine tree, a oak tree, a oak tree, uh, dog, a dog, cat, a cat, horse, a horse, right? And the Bible says everything will, re- will reproduce after its own kind. And if you look at evolution, evolution evolved from one thing into everything. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, by the way, it evolved from this little amoeba or whatever it was mm-hmm. into humans, into trees, into rocks, into grass, into lakes, into land, Only into dirt. Things, not rocks. That's a different. That's a different topic. Everything living comes from living cells, and uh, they say from that one cell. Okay, forgive was me. It, was it plant or animal? Well, you know, that's their problem, not ours. God right. says he did this on this day and created this. Right, right, right. But, well, my, my point is everything came from one thing. Yeah. Um, now, what I find interesting is through one explosion then, yeah. the rocks and the dirt were formed and the amoeba. And the amoeba got life, but the rocks and the dirt didn't. But the dirt okay. actually has life oh. because the dirt has all the nutrients for the amoeba to survive in. Took me a while to connect what you're saying, but I 100% agree with you. Yeah, but you, you understand yeah, what I'm saying? I do. I do. So my, my point is, is how we have no record, and that's the other thing. We have no record of any of that science that they teach in school. We only have record from 6,000 years ago where God created everything. Yeah, and we have 100 billion trillion examples of plants and animals that reproduced after only their own kind. after its own kind. As a matter of fact, nothing could reproduce after another kind unless man got in and, and messed with it. It's a, it would be a genetic change and right. it didn't happen. Here's another huge thing for those who are true seekers. What came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. The one chicken. Yeah. The chicken had to. Everything came as an adult so it could reproduce after its kind. As uh, it was created. As sure. it was created. So it's uh, the, 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 the. Yeah. Only an evolutionist would struggle with the chicken or an egg question. (laughs) (laughs) Or a sleepy Baptist preacher. (laughs) You are a little slow, dude. I'm taking I'm taking full advantage of it. You didn't bring any coffee today, Josh. It's your fault. I didn't even bring any. I'm blame shifting on you. I didn't even bring any. It's no excuse. You didn't bring me any either. You're right. So I'm a little brain fog and it's your fault. I'm taking taking advantage of it. How about that? And I even bought you lunch. Thank you. It was wonderful. Yeah, so I guess this it really is my fault. <laughs> <laughs> you should be smarter than that, John. So you go, for those who are truly seeking, you look at the evolutionary model, this became this, became this, became this, and you have 500 billion uh, birds, distinctly birds, 500 billion mammals, mm-hmm. and they're distinct. But what you don't have, not even one, is an in-betweener. I call them tweeners. Tweener, you have no tweeners in the in the fossil record. There are none, but they would right. call them transitional right. creatures. Well, and if you notice, if you notice uh, when when they show the picture of the man going from this yeah the crawly thing up to up to modern man to modern man, the only thing that we have to connect those dots is man's imagination when he drew it. 
Yeah. That's it. Nothing in the fossil record remotely supports that. And nothing. But sure. but yet they continue to hold on to the argument. Because they want to. They have to. Second Peter if they're going to keep man deceived, they have to. Yeah, Second Peter, the time of the end, says that men uh, will, uh, uh, was it, um, willingly are ignorant that God created the heavens and the earth right. by the power of his word. So it's yeah, willing willingly. Ignorance. And they're not really looking at the evidence. They're right. just parroting back what I did. I did the same because thing. Because even when you challenge someone with the evidence— and and you run them into a stone wall. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. Because you can me. listen. You can run them into a brick wall on evolution because it's, it becomes circular reasoning at some yeah. point. Yeah. So you can run them into a wall with that. And even when they hit the wall at 100 mile an hour, they'll get back up like like uh, coyote and argue some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they have nothing to stand on. I have a podcast um, on called Science in the Bible. Our younger people are never going to know who Coyote is. Why, why? <laughs> Coyote. Oh, they need to listen, watch the old cartoon. Roadrunner. I had the privilege of leading Dr. Bernard Vonnegut, leading uh, environmental scientist in America. He founded this SUNY School of uh, State University of New York School of Meteorology. He worked with Einstein on the Manhattan Project to protect the bomb from lightning strikes when it was in the airplane, when it was in the dropping from the airplane to the ground. And Dr. Vonnegut, I showed him four verses from Genesis about about meteorology. He committed his life to Christ. And he said, I gave my whole life to see what what made things tick. He said, you've given your whole life to see who makes things tick. If I had to do all over again, i choose what you chose. Mm-hmm. Brilliant man, showed him the evidence from the scriptures on creation. Right. But yeah. but what made the difference was he was willing to see the truth yeah, rather was, than keep fighting it. He was seventy six years old, and he said, he said everywhere I went in in the different fields of science, he said you run into a wall, mm-hmm. and it just didn't work. That what why that and they and he said. He said, you knocked down the wall today with four verses from the Bible. Right. He connected the dots, committed his life to Christ, and you'll meet him on the other side if you know Jesus. Amen. So there's a guy, 76 years old, a renowned scientist, um, but he was open. Jesus said, if you seek, you'll find. It's never too late. Right. Well, here's the thing. Also, uh, Christianity offers reason to believe in logic. Isaiah 118, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. God's like, I, I want to reason with you. I'll show you. I'll point it out to you. I will let you see. And man's like, I refuse. <laughs> we just did the Christmas uh, stories recently in our pulpits and logic. You have the Christmas story. You have all these prophecies of the Old Testament that people would scratch their head. I don't know. And that's, that doesn't make any sense to me. But they were very specific. Very specific. A redeemer would come born in Bethlehem, born of a virgin, uh, Daniel gave the timeline, uh, the, and the shepherds came, and everything converged in the person of Jesus. Time yep. and chance? No. no. Plan and purpose. Plan and purpose. Well, here's the other thing. Uh, Christianity offers reasons to believe in history. Luke 1, 1 through 4, if you go to verse 2, it says, Just as those who from the beginning, just as those who from the beginning, that is the history. We have someone, uh, and it says they were eyewitnesses. And uh, what we have is we have someone from the beginning, or we have someone in the beginning that wrote down history. I mean, Josephus is a historian. And 
At the time of Jesus. At the time of Jesus. And so what we have is we have history. And again, why is it? Why is it that we believe George Washington was the first president, even though there's not a soul alive today who was there, who was there, but we believe he was president, but we absolutely refuse to believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. Mm-hmm. When it's history, people were there, they wrote it down and they're like, nope. History is a compound word. What are the two words? His story. There you go. Yeah. But I'm just... Or you can say high story. That would be too high. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I high since 1972, Jim. Listen, if, you, if you're an atheist, you think that's a high story. <laughs> <laughs> his story. If you're a Christian, it's his story. Yeah, history. <laughs> his story. So at any rate, listen, how about this? In human experience, uh, Christianity offers reasons to believe. Look here in Romans 1, 20 through 21. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, which would be the Trinity, so that they are without excuse. Verse 21, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. And so what do we have? Human experience. And my experience says you're wrong, or my experience says you're right. Well, how about this? Have you ever heard of such a thing as a new experience? (laughs) (laughs) We can't live and die by based on everything that we uh, um, by personal experience because okay uh, have you ever been on a roller coaster ride do you like riding roller coasters I love it I love riding roller Blue coaster Street, rides uh, Cedar Point Ohio right now they got about 50 more roller coasters what I'm talking yeah so how about there's there's uh, the there's one ride where it goes around but it throws you out and brings you back in and <laughs> it throws you out and brings you back in I can't remember the name of that ride but here's the cool thing. My experience is I ride every ride at Cedar Point. My wife's experience is don't get on every ride at Cedar Point or else you will get sick and throw yes, up. Yes, that's me. Seven out of eight make me sick. So I, I don't on all of them. Not out of fear. It was out of wanting to keep my okay. lunch down. So there you go. So your experience will get make you sick. My experience says, hoorah, let's do it again. <laughs> We can't live and die by experience. We have to have these facts. But yet human experience, even in the Gospels, would place this to be absolutely true. 1 Peter 5.1, the elders who are among you, I exhort, I'm a fellow elder who has experience uh, and a witness experience of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker experience of the glory that will be revealed. And so uh, when when we... When we look at experience, if you base everything off of experience, you got to be real careful unless you actually are talking about not your feelings, not your emotions, but what was real. Mm-hmm. Cedar Point is real. Our experiences differ. Oh, wow. But we both experience point. something real. Yeah. So we have to look at what is real before we allow our experience to deter us. Mm-hmm. Experiences can deceive us, but the facts are the facts. The facts are the facts, yeah. right? And atheists, though, frequently point to science. They always want to go back to science. I Why? hope they do because, man, I can camp there all day long. Well, so here's the thing. You know, people are still arguing round earth, flat earth. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And then people, this one kid uses a plate to pour water on. It holds water, and then he uses an egg to pour water on, and it doesn't hold water. And he goes, see? I'm like, you're such an idiot. <laughs> so, so here's the, because here's the part that blows my mind. We have the science that points to a round earth. So that takes care of I mean, we got pictures, right? We got scripture and pictures and satellite things and well, I'm going round. All right. So we have pictures, we have satellite that say it's round. But if everyone who read their Bible, it said it's a sphere. Mm-hmm. The earth is a sphere. And God is the only person that named the earth. And he named it Earth. And it's never changed. And then we as people, we've named all the other planets that we found false little false gods. False gods. Yeah. So, so uh, if you want to look at science, science is going to keep pointing you right back to. And, and by the way, go to our podcast, Does Science Prove the Bible to be True? Yeah, people pretty much believe what they want to believe. They do. Yeah, for the reasons they want to believe it. Yeah. But that human experience thing, you know, those at the time of Jesus saw like a Mary Magdalene who was so fallen and so broken. She followed Jesus and he put wind in her sail. He put virtue in her soul. He, he put, uh, he completely radically changed her life by right. her faith in Jesus. And the same is true with Zacchaeus. Uh, he was a publican, a tax collector, robbed his own people at the Roman expense or at the expense of his own people. He robbed, uh, right. he, he took taxes unjustly. And when the human, when people come to Christ, it changes. Dr. Bernard Vonnegut was a, a son who had a drug addiction, prescription drug, uh, painkillers from a doctor, and he got addicted. And it was, he, and Dr. Vonnegut put him in program after program, spent tons and tons of money. Nothing worked, nothing worked. The guy wound up in a program here, met one of the girls from our church. She led him to Christ, and he was delivered from his right. drug addiction. Isn't it amazing when you get Jesus involved? And, was, and listen, people know that. And, it, and Mr. Dr. Vonnegut was watching his dear son, whom he loved with all of his heart, uh, failing, and it, he, he wasn't a druggie. He just he was a druggie by prescription. And then he wrote false scripts. He got in trouble. Was in jail and out. And all but the, the minute horror, he met Jesus, Jesus, it went away. It went and away. Doctor Vonnegut said, "Wow, Jesus did that for you. Who, who's Jesus?" And about a month later, he had Jesus in his heart. Right. So, well, here's the other thing too: is one thing about science that we have learned, especially in the last two years. Uh, science can be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Can be politically influenced. Oh my uh, goodness! Right? Who funds the science? And, uh, uh, then they go with a certain right. narrative according right. to the funding. Yeah, that's so, a whole other podcast, John. Yeah, and but I will tell you this: uh, interpretation, whether it's science or facts, is not always the same uh, as fact itself. Facts are facts, regardless of how you interpret it. Yep. Truth is truth, whether you believe it or not. And rejecting or disproving one particular facet of a belief system uh, doesn't necessarily mean the entire idea is wrong. Mm -hmm. And so for an atheist who might go, well, I don't believe in creation. Okay. Do you believe in what was created? Here it is. Yeah, because because you we can't all have the you, same facts, don't you, we? Yeah, you can't change what we have today. Different story, maybe, but here's the facts. Yeah, here's the facts. And so, are you going to believe in uh, history that proves Jesus uh, is who he says he is? Are you going to believe in uh, 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 um, the historical events and facts, or are you going to uh, believe in? Um, the testimonies, right? The human testimonies that we have. Are you going to believe in uh, written documentation that we have? Or are you just going to stay on my science and my experience? Which if you don't have actual experience in it, 
then you don't have facts, right? And so all this stuff is like you, we, at some point, you're going to have to depend or trust uh, someone that does know. Mm-hmm. Well, just kind of coming back to the to the actual question we're, we're dealing with now, I'm an atheist. How, how did you phrase that out? I'm an atheist. Why should I be a Christian? Yes. To me, we have the written record of the Word of God that is scientifically, prophetically, historically infallible. Man can't do anything infallibly, but this book is infallible. Well, here's the thing. Science and th- this war between science and religion uh, is a myth. It is. It, it is. I, I was an evolutionist, of course. That's all I knew until I encountered the scriptures. And then I began to look at them, and it was rational. It was logic. And uh, I just read through Genesis 1 through 10 this morning, and you have you have the, uh, the, the flood of Noah. The earth was encapsulated. It seems like a water vapor can be the waters above, Genesis 1, 7, the waters below, oceans, etc. And uh, Dr. Ver- Bernard Vonnegut pointed out that would be a meteorologically closed system. So the whole world was tropical. Where did the water come from? The flood. Great mm-hmm. question. The windows of heaven were opened. God brought down that canopy, and the world had a more larger water mass than land mass. And the science proves that. And then the Bible says there were seasons began when that came down. When the, the windows of heaven were open after the flood, that's when you had summer, wing, mm-hmm. summer, spring, winter, fall. And so just the, the scientific logic, as it's laid out in Scripture, everything fits. You take a brilliant scientific mind like Dr. Bernard Vonnegut, the, the day he saw the verses, he put them all together. It took me a little while longer. Right, right. But it, it's just amazing. It's a book that doesn't fear rational inquiry. Well, well the Scriptures have want. always fit. Yeah, they always do. Historically, they, they, whenever. They wherever. always fit, whereas... In evolution, you keep running into walls. Yeah, you, you, they're, they're like it's like being going to the carnival and going into the house of mirrors. That's evolution. We just keep oop, round and round. Oop, you keep just keep keep bumping into yourself because that's what's in the way of the truth. Mm-hmm. All right, Christianity offers hope and meaning, and this is probably the most important thing, guys. You know, all the rest, as we looked at it, is uh, why why should an atheist believe in Christianity, and uh, and because of all the reasons we just gave. But but here's the other thing: uh, Christianity offers hope because that's what God is. God is hope, and He offers His Son Jesus Christ that those who believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. And uh, and this, I, I'm not trying to offend anyone, but atheists don't even have hope in humanity as far or, or history or, uh, or what's real because they first off don't believe in history. There's no scientific evidence for history, but they believe in what's not what they have no proof of. They don't believe in God who we have proof of. They don't believe in Jesus of what we have evidence and proof of don't believe in. So for some reason, the atheist is always choosing, even though they're saying I'm choosing science, but in reality, they're choosing everything that doesn't exist and hoping they're right. Yeah. Eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. And so there's no hope. And, um, I just think of, of my conversion to Christianity. I, I was thinking, you know, the hippie stuff, you know, who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? Question, question, question. And then I encountered the Bible. And within weeks, I know who I am. 
I know why I'm here. Right. I know where I'm going, and I'm absolutely filled with hope. I'm filled with confidence. I just hope right. that right. Christ is my Savior. He came the first time to pay, pay, save me from the penalty of my sin. He comes a second time soon, it seems, to deliver us from the presence of sin. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. He'll set up his kingdom, will rule and reign with him forever. Why? That's attractive. Yeah, you That's know, attractive. every person has his own reason uh, for his beliefs. Every person, right? And we say for his beliefs or for the lack thereof, but, but the truth is if we say the lack thereof, then that means you don't have the belief in what I believe. And, uh, and I don't. I don't have the belief in what atheists believe or evolutionists believe or whatever else that they put out there other than Christianity. I just don't have that kind of uh, faith. I don't have the, I don't have belief in a system that you can't connect two ends to make it completely understandable. And, uh, but with Jesus, I do. And so I understand every person has his own reasons for his belief. And, um, I don't understand the lack thereof when it comes to Christianity, because if there's anything that has shown itself to be true, it's Christianity. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, you know, there's 40, 4,500 different religions in the world. What makes Christianity uh, the right one? <clears throat> well, see, there's another lie from Satan, just like evolution, and, uh, is the fact that there are not 4,500 different religions. There are two. two. Just two. There's just two. It's either Christianity, God's way, or humanism, man's way. And, and man can take that in a thousand different directions. And manipulate the science and manipulate the facts and manipulate everything they want to manipulate or make up or just make up. We're not even going to manipulate it. We're not even going to, we're, we're just going to state it as a fact and then move on, even though we know it's not and there's nothing there to prove it. And so uh, every person does have his own reasons for what they believe. And uh, usually these reasons are more emotionally driven than fact-driven, right? And and they're more emotionally driven than what anyone usually wants to admit uh, because we don't want to know that or think that we've been influenced by a lie or, or we don't even want to think that, hey, there was someone who had a lot of, you know, l- listen, if you, if you listen to Obama when he spoke, uh, man, he had a lot of charisma and he drew a lot of people in, but it didn't change the fact that 90% of what he was saying was a lie. But people were drawn in by it. And so maybe you believe in evolution because you were drawn in uh, and emotionally moved. And then now to surrender and say, yeah, I was emotionally moved. A lot of people can't do that. And so here's what I want to say to the atheist. God loves you. Listen, I'm going to tell you what. Not only does God love you, but he loves you so much that he made a way for you to be with him. And you go, well, I don't believe he exists. Well, maybe not today, but you will one day. Mm-hmm. That That's a fact. And he made a way that you can be with him. And that's, that way is through Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that each person in Romans three twenty three, each person needs to be saved. It says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Each person has to be saved and each person can be saved. We look in Romans 1 16 for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, who believes. And so each person can be saved. And you can say, well, I don't, I don't think I've been good. Well, I, I'll get to that one yet, but how about this? Uh, God wants you 
to be saved. Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God, listen, I'm telling you, uh, God wants you to be saved. He's like, listen, I didn't send my son to die for the uh, the part. I sent him to die for the whole, not for one person, but for every person. And that way, every person has opportunity. Unfortunately, sin separates us from God. And that sin is just the fact that you do it your way and you don't care if God likes it or not, and you go against God. God says, do not lie, we lie. God says, do not steal, some have stole. God says, do not commit adultery, some commit adultery. God says, do not fornicate, the majority for fornicate. I mean, there's so many things God says don't do, and then we do the exact opposite. And that's that sin that separates us, disobedience, quite simply. And it doesn't matter how good you've been. It doesn't matter what you own. doesn't matter what you drive. doesn't matter how much you give. doesn't even matter uh, how good you think you are. First John 1.10, if we say we have not sinned, we make God a liar and God's word is not in us. And so uh, if you have never sinned and you just said, uh, I've never sinned, you just sinned because now you're a liar. <laughs> See how simple this gets? <laughs> yeah. I'm a sinner. He's a savior. Call on his name. Trust him. He r- yeah. rose from the dead. And you'll be in. Yeah, and since sin is absolutely, uh, 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 since God is absolutely perfect and we are sinful and sin separates us from God, uh, Romans 5.16 says this, and the gift is not like that which came through one who sinned. Uh, the gift is from someone who has not sinned, and that is God. And there's no amount of effort, good deeds, money, talent, uh, achievements. Uh, none of that is enough. Nothing will get you to heaven that is your own because you can't take away your own guilt. Isaiah 64, 6 says this, but we are all like an unclean thing and all our righteousness are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. We're all guilty, Duke. Yeah, we are, but he loves us. He loves us. In our sin and our stupidity, he's provided a way out, a a plan of redemption. To fix what's broken. Yeah. That's what God wants to do. John 3, 16. And and everyone uses that. We can say it's an overused verse, but I don't know of a verse that says it any better. I don't think God ever gets tired of it. No. For God so loved the world, that world is you and I, that he gave his only begotten son, that is Jesus, that whoever believes in him, that's you and I, should not perish but have everlasting life. And I, I think that when we miss that, um, I don't think I know when we've missed that, we've been deceived by the devil. Hath blinded the minds of those that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel is Christ, who's the image of God, should shine to them. He tried to blind people. And we're broken. Keep it, keep them away from Jesus yeah. at any cost. Yeah, we're broken, and Satan doesn't want you and I fixed. He wants us to remain broken, but God wants us fixed. And he's like, listen, the only way to fix you is through Jesus Christ. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one gets to heaven. And by the way, that that uh, verse applies to even those who believe in God uh, but you haven't believed God yet. There's a big difference there. Uh, we'll do a podcast on that. And so uh, 
uh, for an atheist, understand there's no way to God except through Jesus Christ. And uh, for a believer in God but not Jesus, you're in the same boat as the atheist. You're going to die and go to hell because you haven't given your life to Christ. And the Bible says Jesus is the only way. And and I'm not, uh, I don't want anybody to f- uh, uh, go to hell, but we got to know the truth, right? God himself came to earth as a human, Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. It doesn't mean that he uh, uh, was tempted with all of our sin. He was just tempted in all the ways. And you would find that in Matthew chapter uh, 4, 1 through 11. But we have a high priest uh, he was willing, uh, he was a, a willing sacrifice. Uh, he died on the cross for our sins. Verse, uh, second Corinthians five twenty one, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. And the reason it says might become is because you have to decide on Jesus and that is up to you. That is not up to God. And that's why that word might is there that we might become, uh, righteousness of God. And uh, you have to you have to make that decision. Anyone can be saved. Romans ten thirteen. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is not a call of 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 uh, uh, for the blind or ignorant belief. Acts seventeen eleven. These were four uh, more fair minded, and they were uh, they studied and searched the scriptures daily. And I want to challenge you to study and uh, the scriptures daily. First John four, one, but, uh, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. And, uh, I think if, if someone cries out to God, Duke, that God's going to show them. Yeah. My wife prayed that prayer. Lord, if you're real, show me. And he did. And she's in and she married me. Woo. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was her prayer. Lord, show me. And yeah. He loves to hear that prayer. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you that, uh, to, Go to God is an invitation from God, James 4, 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Uh, we have to submit to God. And, and guys, let me, let me say this. Um, it's a choice. It is. It's an absolute choice. It's a choice to let go of everything else in order to rely entirely on God. It is a choice to to say, okay, the evidence has lined up and Scripture uh, is is lining up. It's answering the questions and evolution is not or a belief in nothing is not. And so uh, you have to make a choice whether you're going to die to yourself, recognize uh, that you're wrong and that the Scriptures are right. Hey, guys, I hope this has helped you. Uh, Man, I pray that if you're not saved, you get saved. If you're an atheist, you no longer are after this one. Uh, And I hope that this has helped you in every way. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless. God bless.